Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. You're with Stuart Haslam again, back with Deepak Puri, our Chief Investment Officer in the United States. Deepak, hello. Good morning to you. Good morning, Stuart. Lovely to be with you and the listeners. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's been a while since we've spoken. I've been on holidays, but I'm back now and uh, looking forward to speaking to you because there's so much going on in the markets, isn't there? And let's kick it off with earnings. We're deep into earnings season. We saw lots of tech companies, particularly in the US, also the European banks last week. Can you give us a flavor of what you've seen and has it met your expectations? Right. Um, maybe just a couple of points before I, I go into the earnings part. Uh, I think uh, Stuart April will go down in history books. Uh, it's one of those rare months where both stocks and bonds retreated. You know, S&P uh, down more than 5% and bonds, especially the treasury bonds, also went down more than 2%. This does not happen too often where both stocks and bonds are showing this kind of uh, retreat and in terms of magnitude. So it seems like the markets are pricing in a little bit of a hard landing. Uh, when you think about from an earnings perspective, it's not too bad. You know, we have close to 52% of the companies have reported from S&P 500. 75% of them are beating their earnings per share. 69% are beating their revenue. These numbers are slightly below the five-year average, but still, you know, when you dig a little bit deeper, it's, it's, uh, it's reasonably good. The revenue growth is uh, at 10.8%. The upside surprise on the earnings side is 5.4%, so not too bad. The problem really is um, that we are starting to see the guidance coming from the companies a bit more sanguine, a little bit more, uh, one would say, uh, suggesting that these kind of gains uh, won't be uh, possible in the quarters to come. Um, you know, I would recap by saying there's a bit for everyone. If you were bearish coming into this earnings season, It'll give you enough data points to maintain your bearish stance. But if you were a little bit more positive, um, it's, uh, it's going to be, a, a, you know, you take the positives out of it. Um, not going to provide any meaningful catalyst for the markets to go up. Uh, that's how I would sum up the earnings seasons uh, for now. Wow. So it's a classic one for those uh, investors willing to sit on the fence and, and watch for now with something for, for everyone. Thank you. That's a really neat way to summarize it. Let's talk a bit about uh, GDP then, because you know we've got the company earnings on one side. And like you said, some of them have been very successful um, given the environment, but the outlook, it is, it is a little cloudy out there. And a lot of that is related to the macro, isn't it? So how are the GDP numbers looking and, and what are you expecting? Yeah, so you know, last Friday we got the advance read on the first quarter GDP number, and the uh, you know the numbers left some of us scratching our heads because it unexpectedly fell 1.4 percent when the uh, expectation was for it to go up 1 percent. This is again a seasonally adjusted annual rate, so it's 1.4 percent for the year, but it's a quarter over quarter number. Um, you know, it's not too bad to be honest. The underlying component that is, um, there are couple of things when you're looking at the GDP number that where you want to see, see stability and growth. And those areas actually did well. So personal consumption was pretty strong. Um, the main culprits for this sort of uh, unexpected drop really came from trade deficits and the government side. And trade deficits is just that the Americans, you know, imported a lot more than they exported. And that created a trade deficit number that fed into the GDP number, which created this uh, retreat. 
um, which just means that Americans are doing so much better than the rest of the world because they're importing a lot more uh, than the exports. And the exports were weaker because of three reasons, really. This is the first quarter number. So the Omicron virus, then the Russia-Ukraine crisis, and then the selective Chinese lockdown. So when I look at the underlying component, it's not something that's going to really change the calculus of the markets or even the Fed, uh, which is uh, probably the next thing you're going to talk about. Well, absolutely. And a very nice segue, Deepak. You've taken the words right out of my mouth because this one is the key event for the week ahead. Last week, I was talking to your colleague, Stephanie Holtzogen in uh, in Asia Pacific. Stephanie's based in Singapore. And at that time, we were reflecting back on the IMF conference where um, Chairman Powell was talking about a potential half a percent increase. I think the markets have factored that in now, but we are at decision time. This is the week and uh, love to hear your expectation of, of what that's going to look like. Yes, this is the big one. So the markets are going to be laser focused on the Fed meeting on this Tuesday and Wednesday. The decision is due on uh, on Wednesday. Um, you know, our base case uh, remains a 50 basis points rate hike, which has been well telegraphed over the recent weeks. Um, you know, the markets, uh, if there's something that diverts from this 50 basis points, there's going to be a market uh, reaction to the extreme. Um, uh, I think the latest CPI print at 8.5%, which is the highest in around 40 years, and the unemployment rate of 3.6% really warrants a strong Fed reaction. And that's really what you're going to get. And this might be first of many strong Fed reactions that we get uh, in the next couple of months and quarters. You know, uh, as I said before, the last uh, Friday GDP miss won't really change that calculation uh, as much of the underlying components were relatively strong. Aside from the rate hike, Stuart, markets will be looking for uh, a start date for the quantitative tightening, which the Fed had mentioned in their March meeting. So maybe more details with regards to the balance sheet runoff. Uh, but those two would be the key things from the Fed side. Just to wrap things up, uh, the other areas that I'm looking at on the macro side would be the uh, non-farm payroll number on Friday, May 6th where we expect a 300,000 job gain, a little bit on the softer side compared to what we've been seeing over the last few months, but still very strong unemployment rate stays at 3.6. So a lot of uh, things happening. The Fed is going to be important, some of the macro data. And last but not the least, you're going to also see a lot of companies report. Going back to your first question, you're going to see consumer-oriented companies like Expedia, Hilton, Airbnb, Starbucks reporting, and then energy companies like Devon Energy, Shell. And I think energy component is very important for the markets because of seeing what they are saying, what guidance they are giving with regards to the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And last but not the least, some pharmaceutical companies as well, like Pfizer, Moderna. So that would be uh, going to be a busy day on, on a variety of fronts. Uh, but uh, as, as the saying goes, we are living in interesting times. Certainly, are, Deepak, and uh, thank you very much for laying all of that out to us in just six minutes. You're an expert and a pro. It's always a pleasure to speak to you over in New York. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with Deepak Puri and Stuart Haslam once again. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Deepak, thanks very much. And to all of our listeners, bye for now. Have a great week. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. 
Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.